friend of mine, a president of his synagogue, told me that he was once uh, preaching about the great heritage that all Jews are born into uh, and uh, what they receive when they are circumcised. And he said, every Jewish male infant on the day he's circumcised suddenly becomes 5,000 years old. And this heckler in the congregation yells out, maybe that's why I'm so tired all the time. Well, uh, that uh, is a germane question here. Uh, Scott and Wendy have uh, asked one dealing with this. Uh, We remember during an Infidel Guy podcast hearing you talk about the book of the generations of Adam genealogy in Genesis 5 and its direct parallel to some list of Sumerian or Akkadian or Babylonian kings. But since then, I've not been able to remember in which episode you talked about it, nor have I stumbled back upon it. I was wondering if you could draw that parallel again and maybe even go into a little more detail about the dating of the ancient Near Eastern texts referenced and where one might find good translations of them for personal study. Uh, Good question. I can't quite answer it off the bat. I think the text is found in Pritchard's Ancient Near Eastern Texts, uh, which I used from Princeton University Press, but I no longer have a copy of that. Your old Bible geek uh, is forced to sell off books. He is in such a penurious state. Uh, and uh, But I used to have it. I think it's in there, but I remember reading about it first in uh, G.R. Driver's uh, commentary on Genesis, which is quite uh, quite illuminating. Uh, the uh, the king list involved was one of these things more or less contemporary with the Gilgamesh epic and part of the same legend cycle because it gives a list of ten kings that reigned over Uruk or Erek, the, the kingdom of, uh, of uh, Gilgamesh, uh, before the flood. And uh, it's the same flood that Utnapishtim survived, and the, the story is recounted in the Gilgamesh epic. So it's older than the Bible by a margin of you know, many centuries. And now, what did this have to do with the Genesis account and its odd numbers? Well, the um, king list gives the reigns of the kings, not their complete lives, but translated over into years the reigns of the Sumerian kings uh, are like vastly huge. Even, I mean, they put the pre-flood patriarchs of the Bible to shame. These guys are living for tens of thousands of years. Uh, So how is the one based on the other? Well, from what I read in Driver, here's the thing. The uh, this was an Assyrian copy, as you know, the library of Ashurbanipal contained all manner of these things, these old epics and so on. And so it lists the numbers of the uh, the reigns of the ten pre-flood kings in Assyrian numerical units called sauces in English, S-O-S-S-E-S, sauces. A sauce being five years for us. Just think of Chairman Mao's great five-year plans, etc. So it divided it into so many sauces. The theory is that uh, a Jewish priest having access to these uh, records in, in Babylon, which of course had taken over Assyria and had their records and the like, did not understand what a sauce was. Apparently the Babylonians used yet different 
figures, and so he didn't know what that was. The, the Assyrian sas was an antique number form. So he took his best shot and assumed or guessed, well, maybe a sas in Assyrian is the same as a Sabbath in Hebrew. Maybe they're talking about weeks. Uh, well, if they are, uh, let's translate the sum of the successive reigns of the pre-flood kings and uh, divide them up among our version, the ten pre-flood patriarchs, which couldn't really have been kings because they didn't have enough people to rule in the, the biblical version, and we will symbolically divide them as seems appropriate for what each of the pre-flood patriarchs is thought to have done, and we will uh, divide it into weeks. Well, then we uh, and and uh, then they divide that divided that in turn into years. They figured out how many years it would be, and apportioned it so that they're giving you the whole life, not just the reign of the pre-flood patriarch. Now, what was the basis on which they derived it? The each number, who would get what number? Well, we, we know in a couple of cases, with Enoch, it says that he lived for 365 years. Uh, well, uh, why would that be? Well, originally he's a sun god. Uh, he's another version of Enmedoranki, or Zisuthros, or Utnapishtim, or Deucalion, all the flood-surviving heroes. And um, as, a sun, as a sun god, he naturally defeated the, the flood, which would obscure the sun. The sun dries up the earth and restores the light when there were rainy clouds and so on. This has been changed a bit. Noah has been confused with Enoch in, in Genesis. Uh, but uh, what does it say of Enoch? He was not found on earth. He was taken up and walked with God. And he had lived for 365 days. That is almost as clear uh, set of codes for him being a sun god as you find with Elijah and Samson. Uh, and uh, so um, 365 years of the 365 days of the solar calendar. And sure enough, for many centuries thereafter, Enoch is always made the partisan of the solar calendar. Jews used to debate that like crazy. What about uh, Lamech? Lamech lives the fortuitous span of 777 years. Can it be a coincidence, do you think, that the only thing else we hear about Lamech is a story in which, now that one of his sons, Tubal Cain, the discoverer of metallurgy, has provided him with lethal weapons, he can wreak disproportionate vengeance. He says, uh, Ada and Zilla, hear my voice. Uh, you wives of Lamech, hearken to what I say. If um, Cain be avenged sevenfold, surely Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Seven, seventy-seven. I think we've got our answer as to why they give him the lifespan of seven, seven, seven. What about Methuselah? What about all the others? My guess is that those, at least many of them, would have also been symbolically appropriate if we still had more of the original legends about Methuselah and uh, Jared and all these guys. They continued to circulate. The Mandeans collected some of them. Some of them are in the uh, 
the uh, Midrashim, the commentaries on the Old Testament. Some are found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, but to my knowledge, nothing that uh, illuminates these particular number choices. Nor are the numbers completely secure. Uh, in different manuscripts, they're, they're different, which implies people were still fiddling around with some sort of gematria significance. But that's okay, because the original assignment of the years was a kind of gematria, too, a number symbolism. At least that's what I think. And, and I think drivers have got to be right about this, because uh, if you do take the number of units in the king list... They work out to the same number both, though the years are way apart, it's the same number of sauces or Sabbaths that give you the huge number of uh, Assyrian years of rains versus the smaller but still huge number of the Hebrew patriarchal lifespans. So that's about as complicated as I can make it. Good luck uh, tracking more down, and thanks for the question.